All right then, let's do a podcast. This is the Perfect Ten podcast. We are back. It is pop punk anthems. Hi, I'm your host Ross, and with me as ever is Adam. Hello. Welcome, sir. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. So, just to be fully transparent, we did record a couple of extra episodes, which have had to go in the bin. Um, we're going to be more professional with the way we record, I think, uh, going forward. Point towards the mic. <laughs> yeah, faces towards the mics and uh, <laughs> within the same room almost. And yeah, we're going to be a bit more professional. Uh, this episode, as I mentioned, is pop punk anthems. Um, so. I've had to deep dive this because Adam has chosen all of the absolute classics that everyone's going to know. Because well, this is educating Adam, though, isn't it? I'd, 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 hope, I'd hope so, yeah. Um, we've got our one. Okay. You're the one with the new... Look at the, we about the new tattoo. Yeah, I've got a Blink-182 tattoo done in the past two weeks. We've, we've, both, we've both come here with, with fresh ink since I've like, <laughs> Although I've got Sorry. scratched by a rabbit at work, and I'm hoping it's not scarred it. No. Oh, a little bit, just for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we will. There'll be obviously some Blink. There'll be some uh, some Forty One. There'll be some Fallout Boy. Um, I've controversially gone for My Chemical Romance, which yeah. we, we will mention, and also Taking Back Sunday, which are kind of a little bit emo as well. But it, it all falls under one bracket for me. Okay, the emo and pop punk. It was all kind of the same era. It's emotional pop punk, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah, this is not the Black Parade stuff. This is their more kind of upbeat pop punky stuff. Uh, should we start with mine, or should we start you with start yours? I mean, I'll go with the classics. So everyone, the classics? everyone will know this. My daughter loves this and loves it. Um, we're going to start with some Blink One Eighty Two. I feel young or old, whichever way you want to look at. <laughs> so this was, I want to say, ninety eight, ninety nine, because uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket was two thousand. Yeah. So this must have been three or four years before. Two or three years before. Probably. I mean, we can look. We've got the internet <laughs> at our disposal. Should we just have a look? <laughs> this is just one of those songs. I mean, a lot of this sort of music. music but. Oh, no. He's been. He's 99. Been wow. I was going to say, I thought Take Off Your Pants and Jacket was maybe a little bit later than 2000, just because. I think I was probably in like year eight or year nine when it came out. I don't know. So I thought it was, I thought it was two thousand because I have memories of me running around on my moped with my headphones in and my mini disc player. Sounds, <laughs> sounds dangerous. You're very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. With the wire also, that you put up your coat so the police couldn't see. You know, also, has anything changed? No, I literally still do that now. <laughs> so what? Twenty-two years later, yeah, there's an almost forty-year-old man doing the same thing. So. Same music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, is this feels like the kind of thing that like was on every single sort of like American movie, those American movies that... American Pie. American Pie that was the... The frat boy. The father films. of, yeah. The ones that sort of were the, that came from came from that, the success of American Pie. Yeah. Now, I know Blink, like you mentioned the father, I know Blink aren't kind of the, the original pop punk band, but... I think for maybe a lot of people in this country, certainly, they, this was would have been the first sort of introduction. And then a lot of things happened maybe two or three more years later that okay. so all the talk, other bands came so in. So talk me through, who is the original pop-punk band? Then? Well, I mean, Green Day, really early, or mid to early 90s, and then there's other bands before that as well. But okay. for me, it was Blink. This is where I got into them. I got into them the album before this one because I was one of those cool kids. Uh, Dude Ranch. Um, okay. 
which is one is a track on my list from Dude Ranch. What's the one on Dude? The track on Dude Ranch that I love. There's um, a lot of really good tracks in there. Pathetic on there. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. That's the one. So that was kind of if you were watching like MTV Two or whatever it was back then, that would have been the first song you would have seen from them. Yeah. But this was the this was massive. This was the center of the pop charts and yeah. Well, and they started having there. just having not wild, but they had quite they they had like those. Again, they were probably sort of like, are they the, are they the OG and sort of like the, what the, for the music video, the funny music video, sort of like I don't know if probably they are were. the OG, but maybe because the video for that was taking the piss out of all the boy bands, wasn't it? It was Backstreet yeah. Boys and all, all the others of that era that they were just yeah they were taking the piss. I'm out I'm going to get them confused now. Which is the one where they run they're running around naked? Is that the same one? That's what's my age again. I thought that was what's my yeah. age again. And then on their most recent album, they they flipped that and had three ladies playing the parts of the band running through, but with like okay. in the original video, there's a little girl looking for a magnifying glass at some ants or something. And this one, she's looking for an iPhone 13, and she lifts her camera up, and it's pretty cool. It's a good little um, homage to the original video. But that was yeah, that's if you're going to start a pop punk playlist, that is pretty much. Nailed it. Exactly where you need to be, yeah. I've gone slightly different. I'm going to go... I'm kicking off with My Chemical Romance. Let me turn it up a little bit for people. Yeah, see, this is pop punky. Yeah. I think when people think of My Chemical Romance, they think of um, the Black Parade album and... Yeah. Very, very dark and, like, a pretty miserable subject matter. But this was good. I was reading about the lead singer this morning, actually. He was on a one of the ferries that go in the harbour of New York and witnessed 9-11 happening. Jeez. And decided to just, no, I'm wasting my time in art college. I'm going to drop out. I'm going to start a band. That's what I want to do. And quite worked out quite well. And then went back to art anyway. Well, then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, then he launched a graphic novel. Yeah. And... So, yeah. Went and became so, famous. So, and it's amazing what's easier to do once you're famous, <laughs> though, isn't it? Yeah. A little bit of money in the background is uh, makes things a lot easier. But yeah, this one is much more pop punky, I think, than a lot of their later stuff, and yeah, I think it's just a really good start to a playlist. You can't, there's not many down sections in a pop punk playlist. No, I do like there's my no flow. flow. You like flow, and it's I do difficult. like a flow. This is hard. This is just in your face the whole way through, basically. Because you'd pop- have to go with with things that um, scroll down. Look, make sure I'm not 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 doing any spoilers. I don't think you've got it. No, so you'd have to go with something that's like from a pop punk band, but not pop punk to have some flow. Maybe like "Time of Your Life." Yeah, or "I Miss You" from Blink One Eight Two. One of those yeah. sort of acoustic. Yeah, it, yeah, they just they just chills things down a bit, doesn't it? And uh, what I do like about pop punk, all the track listeners here. Three minutes. We're gonna get through this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three fifty-one is the longest one on my list, and I don't think there's any longer than that on yours. No. A four minutes, teenage dirtbag. But I mean, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> two th- two thirty-three. Look at that. Under four minutes. That's how you write a radio song as well. Isn't it? <laughs> you want to get it played on radio? You go for that's a nice. That's the punk part of the pop punk. Yeah, exactly. Well, the pop part. I own both parts. Yeah. <laughs> they work really well. But yeah, this is. Um, I like this little breakdown here. Let's turn it up a little bit. And it kicks back in. I remember when I used to work at the range, I um, we used to have like CDs that people would make and that would play out through the, the speaker system. 
And before I'd heard this song, one of the girls said to me, I said, oh, what songs does everyone want? And I, put, I made a list of all the songs people wanted. And someone said to me, this song, I was like, oh, My Chemical Romance, really? Can I get away with playing that at work? And that was like the first time I heard it. I thought, yeah, okay, that's fine. Apart from the uh, the F-bomb there, yeah. I had to find a radio edit. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a bit tricky back in the early 2000s on LimeWire. Yeah, and, uh... <laughs> but I was trust LimeWire. Yeah, exactly. You downloaded it and up with some Brian Adams. <laughs> Off with a bit of my chemical romance. I mean, Adam is just—he's just going to continue <laughs> the, the, the absolute monster classics. So I'm just going to play. These are the, these are the, the especially these maybe these first. Uh, there's a good couple of them, essentially genre-defining, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just from that, if you're listening to this podcast and you like pop punk, you know exactly what this is. Let's turn it up for a second. Let people hear. Lovely bit of Jimmy Eat World. What I love about pop punk is, I just love how quick it is. I love how the the frenesity, frenesity, franticness, whatever, yeah, that of it. But I also like the bassline and the drummers are so sort of on point, and I think they get overlooked. I think I was about to say say this, and like, I think that the drumming, yeah, is probably one of the most defining things of a pop punk song. Yeah, you have to have that. Have that beat. sort of double time, sort of drill. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of snare normally. Like everyone knows who Travis Barker is, because he's now that Taylor Hawkins has passed, he's probably up there in the, the top he, he drummers. He was always up there as one of the. Yeah, like him and Taylor and obviously I'm Dave. Sure when I saw well. him at Reading, he did the thing where he went where, where he did the drumming upside. You know where he does the drumming upside down in the. Yeah. Yeah. So my daughter's learning to. Well, she wants to learn to play drums at school. So I was showing her lots of Blink videos yesterday, and in I'm the absolutely buying her a drum kit. In the dark side, we've got space. In the dark, <laughs> in the dark side video, Travis is playing one-handed while spinning a stick on his other hand, and it's just like well, that's just showing off. Like you can play one-hand songs. Well, did you see the video, the thing on his story the other day of him <laughs> on Instagram where he was um, practicing, right, while being straddled and making out with Courtney Kardashian? <laughs> Hard life, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> hard life. I mean, he did only die in a plane crash, so fair play to him. He can kind of get away with what he wants now. But <laughs> yeah, when I read into the the uh, <laughs> Travis Barker story, it is harrowing. Yeah, he's been through some stuff, and that's about before he married a Kardashian. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the best Kardashian. That's a whole other level of chaos added to his life. This is just so good. This is, can go on any sort of playlist and no one would be offended by listening to the middle because it's it's just such a good song. It's almost the most yeah. perfectly you should probably talk about Jimmy Eat World like Travis Barker was. Well, it's true, yeah. So I don't know a lot about Jimmy Eat World outside of the middle, to be honest. I'm not sure I could tell you another Jimmy Eat World song. No, outside of this one, which is an absolute banger and a great video again. Oh, like a house I probably party. do know the middle. I probably do know the video. It's a house party where everyone just gets progressively more and more naked. Because I think you and I were watching MTV2 at the same same period of time. Yeah, almost certainly, yeah. Oh, started playing again. So that is, I mean, 2.45. Yeah. Done. How you put together a perfect little pop song is just like this. Are you aware of this one? No. Okay, this one kicks off pretty quickly, so let's, I'll turn it up to start with. I got your picture, I'm coming with you, dear Marie. Come in. 
But this guy could only ever sing in a pop punk band. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's got a very, very distinct pop punk voice. So this is all time low. This is DM Maria Count Me In. I don't know if you've seen, there's a TikTok going around of a guy in a car with his girlfriend. And halfway through this song, they sing, they shout, it's not a, it's not a, it's like it was a lifestyle rather than a phase. And he just sits in the car, turns this up full black and just full whack and just shouts. It's, it's a lifestyle to his girlfriend. He's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so All Time Lower, a much later um, kind of era of pop punk. A lot of their songs were co-written with Mark Hoppus from Blink. And they all kind of, they reference Blink and Song 41 and Green Day in a lot of their songs. So they're like a slightly later band, but... Okay. The songs are just absolutely fantastic. This is by far away their biggest song. I mean, that one's on there twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, but combined, it's not even as big as this. No, exactly. But again, this reacts in the three minutes. It's right in your perfect little... This entire playlist of mine is 35 minutes long. So you can put that on. On your commute, you can listen to 10 minutes. songs. That includes your um, guilty play... Your... Um, your... your uh... Yeah, my honourable mention song. Honourable mention, yeah. Yeah, so 35 minutes. I think yours is just under that. Oh, 35, 49. Mine's 35, mine 17. Did I put an honourable mention on mine as well? You have, yeah. I did. So yeah, we're like 30 seconds apart. We managed to pick 11 different songs. <laughs> <laughs> Which shows you what a great genre this is. But again, it's just got that beat all the way through it. You can hear the drums, you can hear the guitar, you can hear the bass. It's, I don't know, it's almost not simple music. Because it's very technical in what they do, but they make it sound like anyone could do. I think anyone it's very formulaic. Yeah. And I think that's proven by that guy, the YouTube guy, yeah. who can make any song sound like a pop punk song. Any it's... song sound like a Blink song. Yeah. You just have to play four or five different chords, I assume, just in a certain different he order. He plays it. Well, it's the stylistically, I think, again. And I think the stuff yeah. he does where he does those covers in Blink stuff. I forget. You, you'll remember his name. Oh, Alex Melton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that's the drums again, like I was saying. Yeah. It's a very distinct like style a, of drums, isn't it? And uh, I don't know how you describe the guitar, but... No, we're not... You may have noticed from my podcast, we're not a massive music guys. We love music, but we don't know the, 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 <laughs> we're, the terms We're not musicians. Music. No, we just love music. I tried to play. Tried to learn to play guitar. Couldn't yeah. deal with left hand, right hand. Yep, same here. So I could even look at one. <laughs> And do it, and the other one. Yeah, same here. I tried to learn guitar as well, and yeah, my friend tried to teach me for ages. And she's like, "Why are you not getting it?" So I'm like, "I can't do it. Just stop shouting yeah. at me." Because really, like, I'm like Molly. Really deep down, I'd love to be a drummer. I wanted yeah, a drum kit when so I was a kid. Like, drums is just cooler. But imagine the idea of incorporating feet into it as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm struggling, both feet. I'm struggling with both two hands. hands. <laughs> what the hell do you do? So yeah, I mean, my daughter is not the most. Um, uh, she's very, very clumsy. So. God knows what she's going to, have to be like with a drum kit, but we'll, we will find out. Uh, let's move back to your your third track, Adam. I'll turn it up to start with. Yeah, because again, the intro. This is a, like anyone who likes pop punk is going to know this. Yeah. By a second in. Yeah.
I'll turn that a little bit just so I don't get charged. <laughs> so yeah, if you didn't know, this is Fallout Boy, obviously. And sugar, <laughs> we're going down. And I remember coming home from work and putting, must have been Kerrang probably, putting this on and watching the video and it's the guy with the antlers who's been hunted by like his girlfriend's dad or something. Yeah. Very, very different video, but Fallout Boy were really, really good. See, I didn't really rate Fallout Boy at the time. Did you not? They're one of the ones that sort of like, I think for... Then the when album was, after this when was I was When I was younger, so when I was a young, a younger teenager, yeah. I was into the, I was into my pop punk, um, which I never stopped being into, in yeah. terms of the, the classics and stuff like we're listening to. Yeah. I think, again, sort of like, to, uh, um, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater and Tony Hawk's 2. Yep. Two very good sort Great of... Great soundtrack um, for... <laughs> very good ways into being into pop punk. Yeah, absolutely. But by this sort of time, now, Arctic Monkeys had come out. True, yeah. I was at college, I was sort of more going towards the indie sort of strokes. Yeah. And it was getting, this is when the emo was getting more emo. So this is like post Britpop, isn't it, era, and when it became indie music. Yeah, so I reckon this is probably like. Mid-2000s? 2003? No, 2004, I reckon, because I reckon this came up while I was at college. 05. There we go, while I was at college, yeah. Yeah, so this is definitely later than... Yeah, I was a full-grown adult at this point. Into my 20s when this came out, but... But this is just a banger. Yeah. But because of that, I don't really know an awful lot of other Fallout Boy. Like, if we click on them... I know Dance... Yeah. Or dance, 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 yeah. But I don't actually know Sentries. You will know the tune of Sentries. But okay. obviously, not, yeah, it's not the name of it. But for their albums, obviously, I got this one as soon as it came out. But then there was, then album after this was absolutely brilliant. Um, they've had a lot of albums. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, is it that one? Yeah. So they released a live album after the. What was their first album in the UK? Obviously, they had albums before it. They're all pop-pop bands. They have lots of albums before. And do you know why I think that is? I think it's because a pop-punk album isn't difficult to record or mix. Yeah. So it I doesn't need to be do done professionally. Very, they do them prof I think they do them professionally, but, like, in, like, it'd be somewhere that, like, they would do it in a studio locally, like yeah. here. Yeah. And then... When they make it big and get signed, they go to a, a better quality professional studio. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. You can tell, like, the jump from Dude Ranch to um, Enemy of the State in Blink-182, like, the, the sound quality jumps up massively. Uh, but that was Fallout Boy. Back to mine, Sum 41. Another one of the absolute giants of pop punk. This is makes no difference, and for some reason doesn't play properly uh, I... to start with on this. I don't know why. I loved this album. It's so good. Even to this day, it's so good. It, I mean, it's ballsy calling an album all kind of no filler. Yes, it is. When there are two filler tracks on there that they purposely put on there. Well, I could have gone for the obvious. I could have gone for um, Fat Lip or In Too Deep, but... Well, someone else went for In Too Deep. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, I don't know. It's just, it starts fast. It 
it doesn't let up. I all love the way how through. much this this song drives. Yeah, it's just all the way through like this, and it just doesn't give up. It's brilliant. I tell you what, both mm-hmm. of these playlists would be great for yeah. the gym. Yeah, it would get you moving. You can't not. If you're on a treadmill and this comes on, you're not going to start slowing down, are you? No. The RPM is high. Yeah. But also, those drums and that bass just yeah. drive, keep it driving on. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a... I love Sum 41. My daughter is massively into them as well. So when did All Can I Know Filler come out? Come on, I remember having a... 2001 because I'm, I'm pretty sure in, the spoiler that Into Deep is the next song on my track so we're going <laughs> to have a lot of walking and over there I reckon 2002 2001 2001 right, okay so yeah around the time I mean it was, they were just huge when it came out Fat Lip came out and it was on all the time because this is their debut album isn't it well again they had an album before, before yeah, oh. which um, it's it is because um, they sort of changed their sound a little bit, right? They got a lot heavier after this album. Yeah, does so like, does this look affected? Didn't really, didn't really chime with me, and then I sort of yeah, and uh, they, they they changed back around Underclass Hero. Underclass Hero they? was more. I tagged out like by that this. point. Again, two thousand and seven. You know I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure they had an I had two up so. monkeys albums on that <laughs> So they had Half Hour of Power, which this song was actually Oh on, yeah. But then re recorded for All Killer No Fella. I think it's on the British UK release, yeah. It's funny when you talk about these albums because these this was also back in the day when you have to go out of your way to try and get hold of them and spend yeah. an absolute fortune on them as imports. Yeah. I know it's not there is a shop in Gosport Town called Reflex Records which would get order specific things for you. I know it's not um, pop punk, hmm. but do you remember the the record shop that used to be in Found Precinct? Yeah. Can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I can remember when I was into when I was bef- probably just before, sort of as my gateway drug to pop punk. Yeah. Was probably like Limp Biscuit. Mhm. Yeah. And paying an absolute fortune to get a copy of $3 bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll carry on with some 41. We're straight into In Too Deep. Yeah, this is, is my playlist. You've not just left it playing. <laughs> Which is the fourth track on Adam's playlist. Again, my daughter absolutely loves this one. And again, a really good video. This is where they're... Uh, they an empty swimming pool. Yeah, they've got an empty swimming pool. They've got and a diving competition diving going, going on. When, yeah. When the swimming pool is full. Yeah. Which they take part in and do crazy, crazy jumps really good but it also has that very sort of American fratty feel to it doesn't it that they're just playing at a party yeah everyone thought it was in the empty pool at the end those images you'd see on the um, on like those movies where just like they'd be some reason they'd have this amazing these kids have somehow got access to this huge fucking house and there's just a band there playing in the living room for no reason yeah yeah (laughs) and everyone's just dancing and going off but everyone knows the music no one's hating it yeah, it's not too loud, even though they're there. Yeah, right. I've never been to one of those parties. No, you're right. I don't think they exist. <laughs> no, because I went to a party last night for my mate's fortieth, and the DJ was <laughs> far too loud in the room we were in. <laughs> but yeah, this is psychic, and the the bassist in um, some forty one is called Cone, 
Um, did it, it always used to do a thing with his base where he'd throw it and oh, spin it around, swing around his neck, catch it, and carry on playing. Such a skill. For something like a, a base guitar is probably pretty heavy, I think. Yeah. Maybe. And a lot of sharp objects. Like if you got one of those. Um, I was going to say frets, but they're not called frets. The tuning yeah. things. One of those to the eye. <laughs> yeah, that's going to hurt. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, an absolute classic song from a really, really like a, an era-defining album, probably one of the albums that everyone thinks of when you think of pop punk. Yeah, it's got to be all kind of maybe fair. a little bit slightly on the coattails of Blink though. Yeah, but maybe they maybe they, they sit at the top of the tree with Green Day, and then there's just everyone else is there underneath them as. But again, like you said, it's a slightly rockier sound. The guitars are slightly heavier, the bass yeah. line's much heavier as well. <clears throat> yeah, there's a bit more overdrive on that guitar, I think, as opposed to... Yeah. You wouldn't expect to hear any overdrive on a couple of links on it, I think. No. Let's turn it up for a minute. Right, let's shoot back across to my playlist and we're going to go with some Bowling for Soup. I love this song so much. <laughs> I don't know if this is a well-known Bowling for Soup song. Let's turn it up for a second. No, they didn't have that many hits. No, they had Girl of the Bad Guys. No, that's the one. Girl of the Bad Girl Guys, the bad guys one. one. Yeah, but this was like the second single off that album. Of this, I think. I think it got released. Yeah, they've and been. I think cons- it was on MTV too. They've been consistent for a long time. They always seem to have one sort of hit. So 1985 was really big. High mm-hmm. School Never Ends. Stacey's Mom, their cover of which we've had already on this podcast. I still think that's weird. <laughs> Punk Rock 101, which was released and was a fairly decent hit, but yeah. They've had so many albums. They release albums almost yearly at this point. And they've done some really cool stuff. They did a, um, a classical version of their album. Really? Yeah, which starts with a song called I'm Gay. But it was. Uh, they also done an album in a church. And another song called A-Hole. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they did an album in a church, which is so good. It's a church in England as well. Um, I don't know where they were. Yeah. And it's acoustic, it's just a four of them, and it's really, really good. Like, obviously, they've not got the best voices, they're not the best singers, no, because they're pop punk singers, yeah. They're not, I don't think you go to see them live to pick out the the fantastic singing, you go for the the whole experience. They're they're not Adele, are they? No, exactly, yeah. They're not a Linkin Park and Chester, (laughs) like, yeah, you go for the whole thing, I think. But this is an underrated one, I love a spare in a minute. Daughter knows um, Bowling for Soup because they did the Phineas and Ferb theme song as well. Uh-huh. Which is on one of their albums, the full five minute version of it. <laughs> which is too long for a pop song. But... I think that if I was to critique Bowling for Soup, yeah. that maybe they felt a little bit like they had gone. 
I felt that maybe there was too much, like, there were a bit just novelty. Yeah. There was maybe too, just a little bit too much dicking about. Yes. I mean, if that's your vibe and you're going to get paid for it, do do what you want. Yeah. Like, you do you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever earns your money. But I think that's why I wasn't really, like, massively into them. Like, I had, again, I had this album. Yeah. This I get what you mean. Song. This is my favourite song. Which is such a good song. And like I say, if you've not heard the album, you've probably not heard this because it's not on. It wasn't released. <laughs> so yeah, right. Let's cut back to your playlist. That was Emily by Boniface Soup. It's almost finished. We'll play out the last twenty seconds. Here we go. This is your next choice. Now, slightly controversial, Weezer, pop punk. Not pop punk enough, though. Not quite. I don't know because a lot of their stuff is. This isn't pop punk. No, this is just rock, I suppose. Maybe they are just a rock. Band. Just, I don't know what Weezer Maybe are. I've ruined it. I don't know what Weezer <laughs> are. Weezer are a Weezer, and they do whatever the fuck they want, and it doesn't seem to matter. Another band that release albums. Seemingly weekly. There's always <laughs> something new from Weezer on uh, Spotify. They're releasing, they're releasing an album a season, currently. <laughs> they did their heavy metal album, Van Weezer, last year. And then they've released a spring album and a summer album. And I'm assuming there's going to be a winter and autumn. Are they just bored? I think they might be. They've got so many songs <laughs> that they just have to release them. There's a song on uh, the spring album which is a little bit of love, which is so good. And as you can see, it's obviously it's peaks gained some traction. It, yeah. It's had six million uh, listens on Spotify. But then, like, I can't deny this is a, gr a brilliant song. Yeah. It's a great video. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably I class this as the a... Best, best reasons on here. Maybe I've screwed up here. <laughs> I won't be picking it for the playlist, that's for sure. But I... It'd be an odd choice if we're saying it's the, the one song on here that definitely isn't pop punk. There's another one that's, that we've just seen that refresh my memory is slightly questionable. Yeah. Wow. There's no debate whether the, the one I picked is from a pop punk band. Yeah. But... I think that counts. I yeah. think that counts, though. Yeah, my issue here is, is what are Weezer? And if you're listening, then tweet us at PerfPod10. Because yeah. <laughs> what are Weezer? I mean, this doesn't have. I mean, Beverly Hills is a is a slight outlier in terms of their normal stuff, anyway. Yeah. Right. But this doesn't. This song especially is a bad example because mm. it doesn't have any of those elements we talked about. It doesn't have a driving a driving bass and, and drums. Yeah. It's three minutes. <laughs> I mean, it is only three minutes. It's three minutes, yeah. <laughs> so it falls within the pop punk remit for me in terms of times. <laughs> it is a great song. Rivers Cuomo is a a brilliant singer. I really like him. Yeah, he can also sing, so maybe yeah. you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're out. You can sing. You can sing live. You're out of it. Not sure why it's on this Go on, take a, take a song. Okay, so I'm going to go to, I think, a, a, an absolute pop-punk band with maybe their most pop-punk song. This is The Offspring with Want You Bad. 
Again, kicks straight in. See, I was about to question you on whether I thought Offspring were a pop punk magazine, and then it, this song just drives at you. Yeah. If anything, I think they're one of the OGs. I think they're Americana. maybe Americana, and they had an album before that. Again, like Smash 1994. God, even when I think I know the albums, you're there telling me that there are albums before them. <laughs> I've never heard Ignition in 1992, but I mean, 1989, the offspring were around, so definite OGs. Wow, they're old. Yeah. So this is from 97. I was even one when that came out. <laughs> this is from 98, this one. This is one you've heard. No, 99, oh, 2000, from Conspiracy of One, which is a was a really big album, and they kind of fell off after that. But then they have been around for quite a while already by that point. <laughs> yeah, this this song doesn't let up. Again, it was a really good video. It was like a house party which turned into a phone party yeah. and it's just fun. Because this is an original prankster where the song the big song was off this album, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. And then I think Pretty Fly for a White Guy is the one that's Yeah. And get the a job. One that them. Although, look at the plays on uh, the kids aren't right. Oh, yeah. Almost double what Pretty Fly is, so that's, that's pretty huge that's as well. surprising. Why don't you get a job's a really big song as well. Yeah. But yeah like, I remember listening to Americana on the f- flight to Russia on a school trip, and people in the year above me thinking, what, like, what are you listening to? Why are you, like, what are you listening to them for? They're not cool. They're <laughs> that weird rock band, pop punk band. <laughs> Again, on mini disc. I was a big proponent of mini discs back in the day. <laughs> I still got a mini disc te- stereo. An underrated technology. Yeah, I still got a mini disc stereo upstairs in the loft. Oh, I never had a stereo. I just had the pl- portable mini disc player recorder. My well, hats were recording somewhere. <laughs> Get my... I had a player recorder. Ah, uh, no. Okay. And then the Fair recorder enough. part of it broke. Oh no! So I could only play. <laughs> you left with what you had then. That was yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so this one kicks in right here. Let's turn this up a little bit. Kind of pop song, waste time with a solo. <laughs> I suppose it's this in your face. It does continue to rise as well. They managed to get it all done in 3:23, so I let them off. Yeah, it's just it's just there. It's done. Like three minutes done. Everything we need to say is right there. See, I think I'm. I in the reason I'm coming around to try now to def- defend my reason epic. Yeah. And it's going to be a little bit with the next pick as well. Okay. Is that I think Beverly Hills has that quintessential pop punk novelty factor. It does, yeah. It's an it's an outlier from their stuff as well. Weezer, they've got like a lot of good rock songs. They've got a good lot of pop songs. And then yeah, Beverly Hills does stand out. This is Adam's next choice. One you would have heard from us on our previous podcast. <laughs> well, this is the original version. <laughs> yeah, Stacey's Mum by Fountains of Wayne. And I know you're surprised. If you're confused, it's because this is also a pop punk song, so the cover <laughs> is just another pop punk song. Yes. Yeah, so we played How? the. Yeah. How on earth? Because is this is this like their first song? 
This is the first song that was big here. Yes, definitely. I'm going to say they probably definitely had. I love Hey Judy from Scrubs. I might be on another episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The lead singer died of COVID. Did he? Jesus. Yeah. Um, So this is from 2003. I had a 99 album, a 96 album. So. Probably when they struck it big because there's no massive plays on any of their songs from the albums before that. But yeah, Stacey's mum's got 337 million plays and Hey Julie's got 20 million. What I like about this one compared to the Bond and Soup version I played is they haven't got that annoying little beep noise every <laughs> sort of every couple of chords. I want to know. How on earth then? If this was like their original offense, how did they get Rachel Hunter in the video? Yeah, <laughs> yeah this must have been like their first proper like radio single. Rachel Hunter was a supermodel. She was yeah. like a super like a. Uh, it, yeah. it would be like the it, it wouldn't. She was and she might have been <coughs> married to or recent. Or was already recently divorced Rod Stewart. Hmm. Yeah, it's like having Giselle. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, from a band that's done not a lot previously, suddenly, bam, there you yeah. go. Yeah. But it makes an impact, doesn't it? Everyone remembers this video because it's. Because I've read Hunter in it. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely great tune. The song's great, but I think that, I think it has its place in the pantheon of pop punk due to the video. I think Rachel Hunter helps make this. Yeah, it's a very pop punk video. I mean, if you're going to put Rachel Hunter in a bikini, <laughs> yeah. spraying a hose, I believe, if I remember yeah. rightly. Yeah, eating a nice lolly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a catchy song, though. It's so catchy. Another little bit of pop punk, those little uh, backing singer harmonies. Yeah. Three minutes seventeen. From people who can't sing, they, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that off Fountains of Wayne. They're probably a bit better. They but... probably can sing more than <laughs> some of the other bands we've heard. But yeah, just like that, it's over though. Like it's yeah. three minutes, it's done. Which is maybe why my daughter likes it because eight-year-olds don't have the longest attention span. So three minutes for a song yeah, you is can like. Sing... If I stick her in front of Bohemian Rhapsody, she's going to get bored halfway through. And walk she'll off. get into Pink Floyd when she's eight. When she's yeah, 16. she will. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Hopefully so, not, but maybe. <laughs> so my next one is from Newfound Glory. Uh, See, I know of Newfound Glory. This is one of the... Don't know this song. <laughs> so this is from... Probably not their biggest album. This is Catalyst, which came out a little bit later. Um, came out in 2004, which is a little bit late for a lot of the stuff off. Uh, from pop punk, kind of the era. But, it, it, I mean, it starts and it carries on all the way through. With arguably the most pop punk singer, he's got a proper nasal thing. He does the <gasps> before every line. Oh, like uh, Matt Bellamy. Yeah, and like Chris from the Extron Podcast. <laughs> uh, have you just ruined Chris for me? Just, just... <laughs> I think I have. Does Chris have Matt Bellamy itis? He does. To be fair, most of the time he's fighting against the fact that I'm eating. So. <laughs> or someone's watching football. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I might be doing both of those things. 
So I love Newfangled Glory, all their stuff. And the very first album they released, a guy um, who used to work with at Burger King introduced me to it. He burned me a copy and I took it home and played it and that was it. I've been loving them ever since. Show me Newfangled Glory's top, like, top songs. My, My Friends, Friends Over you. you, that's the one I know. Kiss Me, which is Kiss the me. cover. Is it I Also, yeah. But uh, not massive plays. I, no. Vicious Love's got Hayley Williams from Paramore. Um, but I wouldn't call them their biggest songs, if I'm honest. A cover of Iris. I'm assuming that's a cover. Yeah, cover of Iris. They did a cover of This Is Me from Oh, because didn't, didn't they do a cover... Of Pop. They did a, That's Where Kiss Me Comes From, their album, yeah. their cover album, is it right? Pop Goes Punk, I think it was. Or from the screen to your stereo? Yeah. Part two. This they've is. done two. Don't ah, so these were songs movie. that were big in movies. Yeah. Because Kiss Me is from She's All That. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they've done actually three. The uh, playlist that, uh, if you if you like Newfound Glory, that pure pop punk. So. <laughs> Go to Weezer, that's how we'll find out. <laughs> right, let's go back to Weezer. Let's find out what playlists they're on. Sing along indie hits. Oh no. Wow. Rock, rock anthems. Classics, rock anthems. Indie party. A lot of indie there. Alt. Okay. I think they're what Americans would call alt rock. Yeah. But then that's Offspring. That's the singer from the Offspring there on the 90s rock anthems. So. Oh, you're in trouble now. <laughs> but yeah this failure is not flattering it's just it starts strong it continues strong the whole way through an underrated album by theirs as well uh, right, let's get back to our playlists nice little bit here but let's move on to your next one Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus an absolute classic yeah Again, this just reminds me of um, American Pie. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. The plays. <laughs> so this one's got 384 million plays. A little respect. Which is a banger. Yeah, which needs a little bit more respect, to be honest. <laughs> 11 million plays. That's... Considering they get, what, 0.1 of a penny for every, uh, every play on Spotify. <laughs> Oh, they're still releasing music. A live album in 2020. So, I didn't go, but I'm pretty sure that we just played uh, my Freshers, Freshers, uh, Freshers gig at, Sam, right. at Southampton Uni the year really? I joined. And I've got it on fairly good authority that they played this song three times. <laughs> <laughs> what year would that have been? 2006. Okay, let's have a look at their uh, album listing. So they had this album, of course, with Little Dirt, uh, Little Respect, Teenage Dirtbag. Punkass Bitch, I suppose, was quite big as well. Um, that was their first album. That's a single. That's a single. Their next album was 2003. Any of those ring a bell? I think, like I said, I wasn't there. <laughs> I've never heard any of those songs on that no. album. I think I I wonder if I've heard Lemonade, but only but I thought that when I saw it at the top. Oh yeah, and I'm not sure I actually have. So yeah, I mean, there's a very good chance they did um, play that song three times because they've I not got they a open, lot. I think they open and close the show with it, and they play it again in the middle. <laughs> I, mean, I kind of respect that, to be honest. Just giving the people what they want to hear. Exactly. No one's here for deep cut Wheatus. <laughs> 
especially not a bunch of students who bought <laughs> who bought a ticket. Who bought the, they bought the ticket. They're not we just fans. No. Yeah, they're not there for the show. They just want to hear Tina uh, Sturbeck a few times. This song was all over the radio. Yeah. This was everywhere. This broke through. My mum and dad would know this song. Yeah, I think my parents would know this as well. <laughs> and mine are very much not pop punk parents. <laughs> Got a very distinctive voice, doesn't he? Yeah. Talking about definitive this bit. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the actress that was in the video. She's she's died. What? What was her name? She was quite famous as well. Was she? She was in Eight Mile as well. I'm not right. The reason we're not doing a film podcast for us is because unless <laughs> unless you're Tom Hanks, you could do a Tom Hanks deep dive. <laughs> um, I don't really know. I recognise you, <laughs> but I won't know who you are. Brittany Murphy. I'm going to say her name is her name is Brittany Murphy. I think that's right. Uh, I can't find the video, but yeah. Anyway, that, that was that. The song is over. It was an absolute, absolute classic. Again, a later one as well. Oh, was it her? Okay. I'm thinking of a different Wheatus song then. But yeah, she was in that, yeah. She was in American Beauty. And Menasavari. And I think, I'm not even sure that's how you pronounce American it. American Pie. She was in American Pie. Uh, so I'm moving um, back to my playlist. This is Josie by Blink-182. She's in all three of the American Pie films. Yeah. I love this. love the way it starts. love the way it builds. love the lyrics. I've noticed um, that almost all of my favourite Blink songs are sung by Mark as well. It's something about Tom's voice. It suits certain songs, but... <laughs> Not, the ones Not you this like. type song, yeah. This is also the last single re released by Blink before Travis joined the band. This is their original drummer. I mean, there are varying reports of what happened if he left or if he was fired. But <laughs> I mean, he's fine. The drumming's really good. Yeah. It's very kind of late 90s pop-punk drumming. It keeps up well with the song. But yeah, this this album is huge. So yeah, Pathetic was massive, Damn It was massive. Uh, Josie, of course, A New Hope song about Star Wars. Emerging. Yeah, but the January the 1st, 1997. Good day to release an album. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the plays. Damn it's a 200 million plays. Josie's a 24 million. That's what Tom's voice is good for. Like, complimenting Mark's choruses. It's a very distinctive voice. 
they've I, don't, I can't remember when their first album came out but they've recently celebrated like a big anniversary and Tom has added uh, Blink-182 singer guitarist back to his um, Twitter bio which has caused a lot of uh, consternation why? Well, because uh, Matt Skeber, who is in the band currently, is, hasn't been released from the band or fired from the band. Oh, I didn't realise they changed their band. Well, he'd left. Yeah, Tom, so Tom left I after to say that I Neighbourhood. Thought, I thought that Blink were just this band that were pretty chill. Yeah. And they'd all happily go around and do other projects and no one sort of... Oh yeah, well they did, yeah. And so it's like, like when Plus we can get together and record and music, we'll do that. Boxcar Racer and Angels and Airwaves. But yeah, Tom left um, quite acrimoniously to go and chase aliens. He's a, <laughs> he's a literal alien hunter. Um, but yeah, apparently he started talking again to Mark after Mark's uh, cancer diagnosis. Okay. And then they've kind of been talking loads more recently. And now what do they do with the next album? Who's going to be in the band? It's... Uh, it's all up there for a, I mean, a thirty-five-year-old band, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're on, you're on a desert island. Yeah. You can only have one Blink album. Which one are you taking? God. <laughs> That's really tough. <laughs> really, really tough. I think, and it might be a cop out because it's not a studio album; it's their live album. That is a cop out. Is it a cop out? Because yeah, that's essentially what you're saying: is you're taking a great the best of <laughs> yeah. the best of the Beatles. It's the Mark Tom and Travis show, which <laughs> came out in '97. No, I really like the new stuff. California and Nine with the new lineup are really good. It mixes kind of new era pop rock with pop punk from yeah, back in the day. Yeah, but you haven't got. You haven't got a new style tattoo, have you? You've got an old I've style tattoo. I've got an tattoo. old style tattoo, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So, I don't know. Again, Neighbourhood's under, really underrated. Not traditional style. That's what Tom left after. They all recorded their parts separately in different parts of America. Wow. Um, <laughs> Are they Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, <laughs> basically. I, I The Untitled album, I think, might be the one I choose, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah, because this little middle bit here, from violence to go, is really heavy pop punk and it's really really good but it gets kind of everyone's heard of feeling this and everyone's heard of miss you well miss you is the song that just ruins the word hello for them, yeah right? <laughs> yes yeah once you hear tom say it, it's like liam singing shine like it's very distinctive <laughs> but especially that, um, if they had that it's almost hello there yeah <laughs> yeah you, your mind jumps to one thing but yeah that was josie by blink um Let's get back to yours. You mentioned this song earlier. Yeah. It feels like everything pop punk shouldn't be there, doesn't it? It does, but I'm going to allow this because yeah. it's Green Day. It's Green Day. Like... But acoustic guitar. <laughs> yep. Quite emotional lyrics. Yep. No novelty. <laughs> yeah. No drums. Yeah, it's just a, Billy Joe Armstrong and his guitar, and that's it. Also, off one of their worst albums as well. Like, they've had a couple of good songs to start it. Nice Guys Finish Last and Hitch and Ride are great songs. This comes in right near the end, but you have to sit through a lot of music to get to <laughs> one of their absolute classics. 
There's a lot of songs. None of them are that long, though. So well, yeah. <laughs> you get that a quite minute, quickly. A minute album. and nine seconds. There's 18 to... songs on the album, Russ. How long is the album time? Does it say? Without clicking it. 49 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tight. That's, that's two minutes. That's two minutes. That's two. That's two. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing this song's got going for it in terms of, apart from being from, from by Blink Day, it's two and a half minutes. Yeah. It doesn't mess around. There's definitely strings as a counter melody, for God's yeah. sake. It's wild, isn't it? Again, Green Green Day released so many albums. Uh, I'm very much a, the best of Green Day. Yeah. The I even Sessions. had the best of Green Day, whatever it was called. This is good. The ah, Boob, okay. Boob Sessions Live. They're very, really Didn't good know live. that existed. Um, some of their diff- more different songs as well, which is good. But obviously Dookie's the biggest one. Which is they've done some interesting well things back. musically. Because they have. you say Duke is the biggest one, but is it? Is American Idiot the biggest one? And American Idiot is interesting. That's what I was going to say is interesting because American Idiot is a concept album. They're very much. They have eras, don't they? There's three eras of Green Day. Because American Idiot isn't is barely a pop punk. Well, it's, it's not rock, isn't it? Yeah, it's a rock album. That's old rock. Yeah, Dookie is pure pop punk. Like, yeah. Welcome to Paradise, Basket Case. Long view when I come around. That's all absolute classics of the genre. I tell you a song that I absolutely love, but I think is unreleased. But on there is Pop Rocks and Coke. Right, yeah, that was on there. On the greatest hits. Greatest hits, yeah. That's just a lovely song. It's so good. Two and a half minutes and we're done. Like, <laughs> perfect. But yeah, they they did their pop punk era ended with like Nimrod and Morning because they were just they weren't on it anymore. Yeah. Like, this has got Minority and Waiting, and that is about it on yeah. um, Warning. I've never heard shenanigans, I'll be honest. But then he disappeared for two years and came back with American Idiot, which was absolutely huge. So is, it looks like, is the Greatest Hits not on here? Because I think the Greatest, the greatest, greatest Hits, Hits comes out before American Idiot. Yeah, it does. So no, it's not on here. It looks like they don't have it on Spotify. Their first album was 1991. But yeah, there are a couple of different... Yeah, they are OGs, aren't they? They're like offspring. There's a couple of versions of Green Day because, yeah, they become a rock band with American Idiot. They're up there playing massive stadiums, aren't they? Yeah. They're in the Simpsons movie, for God's sake. <laughs> and then, yeah, they do, they go into different stuff like um, 21 Guns and... Like, it's not pop-punk. It's not... It's just, it's just rock at that point. And they're still going. With albums that no one's ever listened to. <laughs> <laughs> so many albums for them. Uh, we're on to my eighth one. Are you aware of this track? No. This not is aware the, of this band. This is the first single I ever bought. I recognise that riff. Yeah. So this was in one of the American Pie movies. I'm That'd not sure which one. What's happened? Let's see when this came out. Yeah, 1999. I remember going to the Virgin Records shop in Gospel High Street with my dad after school one day and buying this and him looking at me so disappointed. Like, I'm, Your dad? Yeah. Like, why do you like this type of music? What is wrong with you? They've got a <laughs> Phil Collins album just there. <laughs> Like my dad is very much classic rock. You Fleetwood Macs, you Led Zeppelins and Pink Floyds. I love all that as well. But it's just this. 
So good. I mean, on the album, it's by far and away the biggest track. Um, but who's no one's kid likes the music that they like. You're never going to be able to. You not, can help direct them for a bit. They're going to find their own way. Yeah, not when they're not when they're kids. It's like that bit in um, in Modern Family when Lily tells them that she doesn't like Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, which well, is just like death metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what do you want to listen to? <laughs> Yeah, it's like Japanese death metal. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all to come. Yeah, it is. Well, hopefully not Japanese death metal. Oh, I feel like I'm quite open to all the musical genres, but if she ends up listening to EDM and stuff like that, I'm out. Like, she's, on, <laughs> she's on her own. <laughs> Chewing her own jaw off in a field. Yeah. But yeah, this is by far away their biggest track and I just love it it always gets me kind of upbeat and pumped and going it is a very much a get pumped song yeah I love the way it builds I love the singer's voice the guy who sounds like he could they're sing called lit. they're called lit yeah for anyone <laughs> that doesn't know because I wouldn't have known probably most our audience to be fair my own worst enemy um I was going to jump to Adam's playlist, but I keep forgetting their pop punk songs. There's literally 10 seconds <laughs> left. So, <laughs> I just love that riff. It's just so in your face. Again, strong drums. There we go. 249 and we're out. So, it's like I didn't criticise pop- <laughs> offspring, too, offspring much. too much. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this was huge. Got that novelty feel. All the girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah, this is like teenage dirtbag levels. Well, this is before teenage dirtbags, so the other way around. Yeah. But teenage dirtbags levels of breakthrough. Yeah. In my head, I associate this song with um, My Name Is by Eminem, like his debut one. I don't okay. know if they came around around the same era, but. I seem to have a memory of sitting in my girlfriend's house with them both being on like all the time. It's such a good song there. Let's turn it up. <coughs> yeah. This is another song that my mum and dad would know. Yeah. Yeah, my They might not like know this. who the offspring are. If I said <laughs> pretty fly for a white guy, they'd be like yeah, we remember that. <laughs> it is almost a novelty song, but it's also it's got that guitar riff the whole way through it. This is really strong. It's just got hooks everywhere. Yeah, like weird little bits. It just it's various different songs almost smashed together. The lyrics are really good as well. Twice the gun and kick his yeah, really I good. The, the verses almost have like a flow to them. Like there's almost a rhythm as opposed to yeah in the in the lyrics. Yeah, as opposed to more like a rap song. Yeah, he's clearly not rapping, but yeah, the way the song's put together. Yeah, it's just got a really strong chorus as well. And is that cowbell? Everyone loves cowbell. <laughs> More cowbell. 
which I believe is a joke from Saturday Night Live, SNL, yeah. I don't quite get. I think it's I'm... a Will, Will Ferrell skit, I think. But yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> <laughs> Very much not our era. <laughs> and Saturday Night Live never translated. No. Instead, we've got Adam Deck. Again, three minutes, nine seconds. The song's almost done. Let's turn it up. That's a song of the times. Don't reference popular <laughs> culture. Ricky Lake. <laughs> Ricky Lake. <laughs> my mum my used to watch Ricky Lake of an evening. Ricky Lake broke through. <laughs> to track number nine on mine already. Just, just, not, just can't not make you smile. No, it's a really good song. This is a, the, probably the most emo track I've got on here. This is Taking Back Sunday. Cute without... Oh, play cute without the E. It's a very emo singer. I don't know if I know this. I think again, this is a bit later. Taking Back Sunday were the emo band that never had any breakthrough of me. So, like, I reckon MC- around MCR, that time, MCR, yeah. I managed to be like, they've got some bangers. Yeah. Panic. Yeah. Well, Panic had a slight shift in tone as well. Yeah, they're all over the place now. They're very much like Weezer and not sure what they're doing. This album came out in 2002, but it didn't hit with me till 04, 05, I think. Yeah. Because if you're Panic and you're releasing a song like As Good as High Hopes. Yeah. But. What's high hopes? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've gone from high hopes to nine in the afternoon to all the stuff they've done. They're all over the place. To being on the Frozen soundtrack. Like, <laughs> they'll do whatever. They're very much another Weezer. Again, strong bass line, strong driving guitar, strong drums. It's the lyrics letting it down, not letting it down. Well, yeah, I would say letting it down. But yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, it's not the or not even the lyrics, the vocals. Yeah, he needs to pick a pick a style and stick with it. The chorus kind of saves it almost. I'm a sucker for that. I don't know why. That... The double time? Yeah. The, someone singing over someone else and singing. Not the double time. Oh, that. Yeah. I thought you meant like the halftime breakdown on the drums. Because it's not even the melody, is it? It's just two songs happening at the same time. But... I'm a sucker for the halftime breakdowns. There's this guy, I don't know if I've ever listened to you, but um, comes up in my... I'm not sure I follow him now. Or if he comes up, just comes up in my stuff because I watch a lot of his reels. But he does these reels of songs. Yeah. And he does... They're like it's they're, they're like four drummers, right? And he has a song playing, yeah. And he'll drum over the top of it and does it in different styles. So oh. he talks about different styles of obnoxious drummers, and he's like <laughs> the one that loves this. <laughs> oh yeah, the I've one, seen that the one that loves the half, the one that loves the half, yeah. the halftime breakdown, <laughs> the one, the like, the the show off cymbal player or something like that, and yeah. stuff. And I'm always like, listening to it, and being like, "Oh, it's good. Oh, it's not so good." And then the half is always the, the always the halftime, and I'm like, "Yes." 
So yeah, this song is a little bit all over the place. But I don't know, it's just it's always resonated with me. That I... Strong chorus, strong guitars. Oh, could have two half-time breakdowns, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to your, your final track, Cameron. Your final number well, we're, ten. Nearly, we're, we're nearly there. We can play oh, yeah. them out. We'll let them play out then. The last Why change the habit of a lifetime yeah, this true. playlist? <laughs> We'll do a, a 70s playlist at some point and every track's going to be like nine minutes long. <laughs> oh, when you just do your Be Here Now playlist? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to fade this out in the opening verse, unfortunately, because <laughs> it's nine minutes long. <laughs> You've not made it to the chorus <laughs> But I hope you enjoyed all that helicopter noise. <laughs> right, this is track 10 on your playlist, the last track. I love this song. I don't know I if I'm that familiar so with it. It's so underrated. Let's play it. This is... Punk ass bitch by Weus. Let's turn it up. It's got me tapping already. That's that drive okay. that drives even in the even in the vocals. Yeah, you can tell exactly where it's going. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. <laughs> this is off their first that same first album, so this was buried with. Little respect and right, uh, and teenage dad bag. Yeah, but it's just yeah, yeah. It's really it's a really good song. It's very well put together. Like I like the building of it earlier as well. It's like we said about them. The, like we said at the beginning. They have the ability to be formulaic, mm. and this just works. Yeah. It has those drop-offs and those builds. Yeah. It's very good. I don't ever remember hearing this. Yeah, I like this. Whereabouts was this on the album? Was this kind of right near the bottom? I think oh, it's is like it? the second to last track. Oh, here. right. Okay, yeah. Decent amount of plays. It's not. It's the the third most played song on the album. Yeah. Yeah, three minutes nine seconds. Can't go wrong. I think it's just one of those things that must have like a because I think we've all listened to that week's album. Yeah. I don't remember anything other than the other three, the three songs that we. We no. talked about <laughs> no, something about really. this song clearly grabbed me, and I've never let go of it. Yeah, I like this bit. Nice, ah, cheeky. Hey, tricked you. Couple of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm a fan of that. That's it. That's me out. There That's we my go. Chance. So my final track is by Alkaline Trio, and it is called Stupid Kid. Another band I've heard of, but I don't think I know a single song. Okay. They had a couple of kind of big hits, uh, which will be those two there, pretty much. Really low places. Uh, yeah, they're not a massively popular band, um, but the guy singing is Matt Skiba. He's now part of Blink One Eight Two. They used to be like support them a lot. Uh, okay. And then when they were looking for a guy to replace Tom, he got the call. Again, a very different voice, quite a distinctive voice for me. I think when I, because I've seen Blink twice, I think. Yeah. And I think the other time I saw Blink play, my neck, my honorable mention was the support act. Oh, right, okay. Definitely saw them at Reading. Yeah. In 2010. And I think I then saw them again in the O2, but I'm now starting to wonder whether that was something else. <laughs> I've never seen them. I want to see them. The tickets are very hard to get these days. They don't tour very often. No. They did a tour a couple of years ago, which um, Ali went to their Glasgow gig and said it was just incredible. Right, well, next time they're touring, you tell me, I'll, t- I'll, I'll make sure you <laughs> We will go. So, again, pretty, a fairly standard pop-punk track. It's got the driving guitar, it's got the driving drums, strong chorus. Do you know the other thing they've really all, they're all, they all have, or should have, that? is you can sing along to them all really easily? Yeah. Like we said, there's no challenging vocals, it's not difficult. No. And they all were just catchy. That's the other thing, catchy. Catchy, yeah, you ha- it has to be catchy. Because that's the pop part, right? Yeah. Yeah, and this song's only 223. This is one of the shorter tracks. Maybe the shortest track. When I was working at Wix, there was a, uh, a, like a phone-in radio thing. We did like a... a Collaboration with Heart FM, and you could phone in, yeah, or text in and ask for your songs. I've got to play that. Got, got it played. <laughs> yeah, <Wow. laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, so that was your ten. We have honourable mentions. Yeah. Uh, what is yours? Uh, All American Rejects. Yep. Gives you hell. There we go. Let's turn it on. This is it. This is again sort of the quintessential all American reject something. I don't really think I know any others. Yeah, um, swing, swing. I think swing, swing's one. Move, move along. Yeah, no, those two. That little secret. Yeah, four big, big, big songs. Yeah. Okay. Again, they found their niche. They know what they're doing. Four biggest songs, all under yeah, four like, minutes. They're all slightly long for, but yeah, they are. Yeah, the side. look, they've got three fifty nine. Almost sneaks into the two. Definitely edited that down. <laughs> yeah, cut that guitar off now. Cuts <laughs> halfway through the corners. Of the <laughs> so I had their Move Along album in two thousand five, but again, they're a little bit later than a lot of the pop punk, kind of the, the the peak of it, I suppose.
It's just good. Weird guitar in. Sounds almost out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> I should have looked into that. Yeah. I was for a second. I was worried that I was like, "Oh, are all American rejects pop punk enough?" And we've got the recommended when we were listening to this. And mm. Good Charlotte, Blink One Eighty Two, Sum Forty One. Yeah, all <laughs> American like, rejects. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> I don't know a couple of those, but yeah, they're, they're very much pop punk for me. Just later pop punk, which is a slightly different sound. I think it's almost more of a grown up sound. A worse sound. <laughs> it's well, yeah. <laughs> I like this little bit, and then we'll cut some more momentum. You can take back your memories, then they'll get to me. And here's all your lies. You can look me in the eyes with the sad shit. Look that you wear so well. Always a fan of this stuff. Sort of the audience interaction in a song is, <laughs> is really good. Right, so my honourable mention is a band called American Hi-Fi um, with a song called Flavour of the Week. So the guitar's passed the test? Yeah. Again, by far and away their most popular song, 65 million plays. Only one other song on the album. Tops a million. I recognise this. It must have been on a movie. It's 2001, it's prime American Pie territory. Or at least speak on MTV too. Yes, yeah, I definitely know it. Yeah. This era of pop punk yeah. is a lot of, like a lot of pop punk is just nerdy guys, right? Yeah, just guys talking about girls. The amount of times it's nerdy guys um, after girls that <laughs> won't pay them any attention. Yeah, that's effectively what <laughs> pop punk is, I think, especially in the early days, like the, uh, the the prime of it. It is just nerdy guys singing about girls. Oh, yeah, let's, we'll keep that playing in the background whilst we do the outro. Uh, what song are you going to pick from my playlist? For the <sighs> ultimate playlist. Let me, have a, let me have a look again. There's my 11. So my favourite song on there is the one I'm going to go with. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Emily. Okay. By Bowling for Soup. Yep, I'm happy with that. That is a good, strong choice. From yours... <sighs> It is difficult for you. <laughs> it is, because they're all absolute <laughs> classics. Weezer? Um, <laughs> that's no, why my mouse was hovered. But <laughs> I might have to go for the middle, you know? It's the only one that I've already got liked on Spotify. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go for the middle by Jimmy Eat World. So they're going to make it onto the playlist, which will become public when we get to enough songs. Um, and we put out, we record sort of like audible podcasts. <laughs> yes, when we uh, when we get to enough podcast to have a decent playlist, that will be out for everyone to listen to. Um, but you can find us on Twitter at Perf10Pod. Uh, let us know your thoughts on this episode and any sort of future playlists that you'd like us to do. We've got a few um, that we need to hit. We're going to be doing... Uh, I've titled it Brit Hop. 
Which I'm I... really annoyed at Britain. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, we've got an acoustics one to do. We've got pop. We've got Foo Fighters retrospective. We've got lots of stuff to do at some point. So we will get to them all. Um, but yeah, until then, thanks for listening. That's uh, goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Adam. Bye. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>